Hello, welcome to the Truth Runs Deep podcast. I'm Taryn. I'm Callie. And we're here to talk about all things Law & Order, SVU, fanfic, writing, and more. It's been a hot minute since we've been here. It's been we're like alive. We are alive. <laughs> we're alive. We promise. We are alive, nonetheless. We did a lot of stuff that's happened in the past two weeks. I went out of town for my Civil War II regionals, and that was cool. I also got sick after that. Like, I got sick. That like, also was that's not fun. Or as my friend would say, not cash money. I preached a sermon. I did that on between then and now. I went yeah. on another trip last weekend. I had some a lot of school work to do. I finished it. And I'm not sick anymore. And here we are. So we And I saw Annie. That's did. it. That's all I did. Oh, well, mm-hmm. um, okay. I saw Annie, and on Mon, um, it was amazing, and I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I had seen it like on in the movie and mm-hmm. the NBC live production. Never yeah, saw it Christmas live. Christmas was so good. Live. It was on. That was last year. So it was much. two years ago. When it was on TV. Was last year or last two years ago. I think last year. I don't remember. It all blends. Um, anyway, I loved it. It's so amazing. Um, and then on Monday, I start classes. Um, for my graduate degree to become Ooh. a licensed teacher, so Ooh. I'm, I'm so very, I'm excited. I'm also nervous. So school, yeah, that's what's happening with us. Busy people. I go on spring break next in like a week, so we can I just was on spring break. Yeah, well, our order hasn't been. Also, we haven't been that upset about not recording because. Law and Order hasn't been on. It won't be on again until next next That's Thursday. Literally, the only reason why I'm not having anxiety over it because yeah, while we haven't like, been like, oh, we have to record. No, we have like I'm like almost to be like we have time. I have to catch up on the Chicago shows though because I work. I don't remember to watch them again. I was too busy playing Kirby. I was and too I busy playing think- Kirby in my hobble hole because I didn't uh, pay attention. After the um 500th episode, I thought the shows were done. Um, I didn't not know. Not five hundred, two hundred. They're not know. coming. It's two. It's two hundred for them, but they don't we have an 200. episode next week. They don't have. They they don't have one next week though. If their next one is the the twenty third, twenty second, and Law and Order's twenty third. I have. So, so I have two time. weeks of to get. I have two weeks of Chicago shows. I need to catch up on. Yeah, you need to. Nine one one came back Monday, and it was so good, but it was a wild ending. So I gotta watch it again because my mom said she didn't watch it. So I gotta I go home and be like. We have to watch my one one. I watched that one. A little soon. Nothing else we watch. There's a week. We I've been playing Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe religiously in my free time. I they, figure out if I'm gonna buy it because it's yeah. like video games are expensive nowadays. Yeah, like, especially like, Nintendo. Like, like Nintendo games are expensive. And, and that's like, like the only regular, game to play. Yeah, Nintendo games are expensive, but like like regular like indie games aren't. But I love that game. Like I finished it for the normal mode. I finished the normal mode last night, and it was nostalgic. You know, you guys have never played this game. Kirby's Return to Dreamland came out in two thousand eleven on the Wii, and what on the Wii? So I realized when I was playing it on the Switch how hard the Wii makes it way harder. It is way easier on on the on the Switch. Also, it looks way prettier, and it's, it's the same game. They they added some like they added like. A carnival attraction game you can play. So you have like ten mini games you can play, 
there's like the sub game and they have like the arena, the true arena. I haven't unlocked the true arena yet. And they have, you know, this game is one of the Kirby games that has an extreme extra mode, which is the whole game again, but harder and you have less health. And something about that game is I've played this game on the Wii like 10 times, both modes. So like I know every single thing about this game. And I've, I've got debating. every single I I I got every single gear in the game. Like my Kirby mm-hmm. has a little like link to get per level. I have every single one. I never have done this before in my life, but you really when I played this game when I was like 10 and playing them 20. Yep. And you probably didn't expect me to do it. But now I feel like I've achieved a goal. You don't even get a reward for it. You don't get like you get like a little character, like a little mask. Like the carnival. You, applause, you get yeah. In the carnival, you can get like your mask for Kirby to wear of like different characters and stuff. You don't even get one for that. You just get the challenge. There's challenges where you can use the capabilities, and the last one is the normal challenge. So I might do that later. Sorry, that's off the topic. That's my favorite game of all time. Sorry, I was trying to do I'm trying to see if every. I have a Kirby hat. Thing oh, I forgot I had. Need to buy the game. But I I'm have a Kirby hat not. that I forgot I had. Let's look at each. I never put it on, but I forgot I had it. Kirby hat. I want to see. I have a Kirby hat. I want to see it. I forgot I had to put. Uh, this is really loud. The plastic very loud. It's a Kirby hat. I forgot I had this. I never pulled it out, and now it's March and hot, so now I won't put it on again. It's kind of cute. Actually, it's gonna hit the vibe where it's currently. We're keeping it on as we record because we're inside and that's not hot outside. So if you're not watching on Spotify and you can't see it, I promise you, Taryn looks so cute. The hat is so also, cute. No, this is my my bag that I I've had. I got this for my birth. I bought this for my birthday, I think. But I will. But yes, I have a Kirby hat on my head. Um. Anyway, that is all. Oh, Sorry, that's all I, the tangent I have for today. And also, we haven't watched this episode in like two weeks, so if we get the details kind of in. Sorry about that. Damn it. Oh. I'm play. I play. I'm like obsessed with this mobile game. Mm-hmm. Um. But I have like I had like a fourteen game win streak, and now I have fallen into a really bad losing. That's like when I was playing. Yeah, when I was playing Angry Birds Pop, and I've been was playing Angry Birds Pop like every day, and I got to look. I had like a thirty-seven win streak. Okay. Anyway, um, that is yeah. So <laughs> I distracted. That's why. Um, yeah. Where did you get you need to send me that what? link of wherever you got the hat because I want it. Okay, it comes in different colors, but I feel like pink is the traditional color you should get. Pink is Kirby. I want the hat, bestie. Okay, I'm gonna see but I gotta find the where did I buy wood called? Anyway, I gotta find this. Law and order. What anything related to the show happened? Not really, nothing's happened. Because Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, it has. There's a couple of birthdays Betty that happened. Betty is back. Betty is back. Yeah, there's, a, there's a couple of birthdays. There's been a couple of birthdays, and then Betty is the back. Whole on a birthday. Um, literally, March and April are is the month of cast member birthdays. I yeah. Did we had enjoy. birthdays, and we had and we had Betty is back. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Betty Buckley is back on set. Yay! 
I'm so happy about I that. I did. I miss Betty a lot. I was like, bro, I miss Miss Mouse. I like, it took me a second because she posted a picture of a bouquet of these gorgeous yellow flowers that Marishka yeah. gave She her. said, Marishka it says, was... for my first day back on set. And I was like. I didn't see the back, where the word back at first. So I thought it just said first day on set. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I read the post again and I was like, she's back. Also, the fact that Marishka got her flowers. Mm, it's just very sweet. Well, Marishka's just a very <laughs> sweet person. Yes. I okay, found the birthday. hat. I was like, I knew where I got it from. I'll send you the link to buy the hat. It's only like $10. Yay. It's like $10. It's only what? Like $10. Even better. My parents are going to be like, what the heck? And I'm like, um. Listen. Listen. It's, it's like, well, if you don't want me to spend 50 bucks on a Kirby game and I'm buying the hat. You know, and it's winter here, and winter here is actually a thing, and I need a hat, so I might as well buy it. We live in, like, polar opposite climates. For me, it is, like, She's in Alabama. I'm in Massachusetts. It's currently, like, today, I think it was, today, currently, to 72. But last, yesterday, it was, like, 85. Currently, so right now, uh, I, like, packed uh, up all my winter uh, stuff to take home to five. get spring clothes. We're at 45. Degrees. Okay. 45 minutes cold for Alabama. But not it could be colder, but everyone in Alabama would be like we're gonna die for cold. Okay, sorry. Okay, so, so we all. said there was birthday. There's birthday. There there's Peter and Danielle. Peter Peter has the incre- the uh yeah. Peter has a very special so birthday. So he's one of only handful of people in the world probably that mm-hmm. Have a birthday that falls on a leap year. So his birthday mm-hmm. is February 29th. So it means he technically has a birthday every four years, mm-hmm. but he's still like in his late 40s. Yeah, I think I think next year is a leap year. Yeah. We'll I think next so. year. But everybody is still, so we all still celebrate. Uh, so uh, the, even like the show like celebrated on the 28th. Yeah, they always send like, they always make their like little birthday post for everybody and all like the celebratory emojis they do they do it for every single person on for two days later it's march 2nd is was danielle's birthday um she, great she had she went yeah she did if you follow on her instagram you know she had like eight it's great There's as she should yeah so like um we wrote fix for them but we didn't finish them because we got distracted yeah, we'll we were, we put them out eventually. Don't eventually. We may just be like, like, when we have time, we're just going to like finish everything and just be like, here you go, take them all. <laughs> I know, literally, one at a time. Not, it won't even be one at a time. It'll just happen. Probably when Taryn's on break and I am. Next week, we'll probably, I mean, week after next. I only have one paper to write next week. So once I finish yeah, the paper and turn it in, mass writing be, yeah, once um, I turn that paper in, I'm free. For like ten days, yay! Um, okay. So the birthday I have personal days saved up, so I'll probably keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> the next birthday that we have, um, and less I'm forgetting something. We're both in April. Um, Grace, not Grace. That's the character's name. Molly. Molly. Molly's birthday and. Kelly's birthday are both in April. 
like a week or two after each other. Mm-hmm. Molly is the 13th, and then Kelly is the. I know this. She's like the 23rd. Hold on. Let me double check. Mm-hmm. I know I know this. No. Kelly is the 13th. April 13th. And Molly is the 23rd. So I have the dates. I'll be almost done with school. Um, I'll be almost done with school. I'm forgetting about somebody. Those are the next two birthdays we have. Yay. Um, Okay. I think that's all of the actual news. Yeah, we'll get it. Um, that I can think of. Okay. I don't think I have anything else. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a hot minute since we watched the episode. So, like, I watched it when I came us. home. And then, so we're going to, like, talk through them. But our notes are very detailed. So, like, for the most part, the general consensus of the episode will be. Hold Oh, okay. Making sure we're just um sorry that was a school that's not told mom it's fine just sorry about me um that was cool so are we just gonna go right into yeah. it let's jumping in so it is 22 15 they're 15 i i forgot to write them down i think they're 15 um i don't know titles. i don't know numbers i just know titles i think they're 15 um My and the episode is called Fear and loathing, which when we get to like the actual context of the episode, you'll see. Very fitting. Also, we may wait. Oh, also they didn't show any trailers for any of the episodes, so we don't have. We don't talk about. We only have info. We have info information about SVU, and that is it. So when we get to that, that's all we can tell you because we don't know. What do we know about that? That was the one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Is that the one that the summary that's been floating around? Yeah, that's the one that's for. Yeah. Fear and loathing. Um, Not law and order. I didn't say I didn't say for the SVU. I want to know to make sure I have this correct. It's law. It's the law and order episode. I don't know, I'm gonna make sure it's 15, I'm pretty sure. Just because, because it's, it keeps, it's kind of telling, when I Googled it, it tried to put SVU, but I'm not looking for SVU. Yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's 15. That's correct. We are loving 15. Right. Okay. Um, we lit, like, they, like, the promo, the, in the promo, they shows like, what the, what's happening in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't expecting it to be the first. Yeah, it was one of the, it was one of the times where like they, it jumped straight to it. It was just one time it does a skip. A lot of the time they like take like the middle or towards the end and make the trailer, but when it like jumps visually to like the content, you're like, oh, yeah. So it literally starts with it's like a cold day and like Shaw mm-hmm. is walking down the street, heading to a crime scene, when he gets stopped by two. Other cops, two white cops. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one second. They thought he was. They um, they saw him and they refused. Like, they thought he was a suspect in a murder. They were chasing this guy. I thought it was him. And he was like, "I'm the police." He was like, "Let me show you my badge." But they weren't like taking that. Like they weren't even letting him reach into his pocket. They just yeah, to be like, "Let me show you my badge. I am the police." You know, like they weren't taking that. <laughs> and they like shove him into the wall because yeah. they're like, "We think this is the guy." They think he's the murder um, suspect they're chasing. And that's when Cosgrove shows up. Mm-hmm. And he immediately rushes over, and he's, like, pulling the cops away from Shaw. And mm-hmm. he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Um, They tell Shaw they're looking for murder spots. Nope. He thought... Uh, he thought that um, yeah like he the guy thought that he was the murder suspect and that didn't make any sort of like sense because it's a kind of a stereotype that he was you know a black man that they assumed that he was the black man that they were looking for so right, yeah post nasal drip so um Sorry, I had, like, a bout of, like, anxiety for a second. I was getting frustrated because I couldn't find my words. Um, yeah, so the um the white cops look at Cosgrove and were like, we thought he was the murder suspect. And then Shaw gets angry and starts to rush the two. Cosgrove has to pull mm-hmm. him back. And mm-hmm. Shaw immediately goes, why? Why did you think that? Mm-hmm. Um... And the guys are like, uh, a lot of, he's like, why did you think that? I said you were, I said I was a cop. And the cops are like, a lot of people say they're cops. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, mm. Yeah, they kind of blow it off. They're like, whatever. Um. Um. Then the cop like, basically, like, Cosgrove gets the cops to leave, and Cosgrove looks at Shaw, and he's like, are you good? And Shaw just walks mm-hmm. away, and he says, just another day in paradise. And mm-hmm. I was like, ugh. Like, this episode is already hurting hard, and we literally just started. Um. Then we they actually get, finally get to the murder scene. Yeah, rather quickly. This is all like five minutes into the episode. Um, and then there's this guy on the ground who was killed. He's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, Cosgrove says, uh, he saved others, but he couldn't save himself. And I'm like, one of those like one liners that like the show is known for, but it's also like, ouch. Um, yeah. Hold on one second. I'm almost 
God. So the next part. The next oh, thing is they... literally just. Um, I think it's Shaw in their like break room when the yeah. cop comes over mm-hmm. to like try to get the peace offering. Yeah, and I said like, "Be like, we good?" He's like, "No." And Shaw's like, "No." Hell no. Um, he's like, the cop was very, spe- the white cop was very specific, and he said, we were looking for a murder suspect. Um, and the thing is, they had no, like, details about the murder suspect at all at mm. that point. No, so they were Shaw, just making assumptions. Shaw, yeah, literally makes the assumptions. They're making assumptions. And Shaw makes the point. The murderer could have been a five-foot white woman. And yet you were still looking at... They were still looking at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy is like, I think really hard about your next move. Because you're in a... Bro- uh, this is a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And Shaw said, yeah, a brotherhood that's run by the color blue. Um, and then the guy left. Mm-hmm. And Shaw threw his peace offering in the trash. Which, it was like a bottle of alcohol or something. Yeah, it was like wine or whatever. And Shaw's like, nope. Um... Then their next thing is a conversation between Cosgrove and Shaw. And yeah. at one point, Cosgrove makes a point and says, I'm white. Things like that never happened to me. And mm-hmm. Shaw was like, nope. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's so interesting to me. I know they did this with um when Anthony Anderson was on the show, mm-hmm. but they only like on it like Briefly, I think now that they have Shaw and Cosgrove, they're touching more so on yeah. the um, factors at play that Cosgrove is a white man, Shaw is a black man, and the difference it is for them, not only in their personal lives, but as the cops as well. Mm-hmm. So then they get back to the case at hand. They go to talk to the um doctor who was killed, his ex girlfriend. Um and how like her new boyfriend was like frustrated that like her ex was around. Um mm-hmm. he runs a security camera company. Yeah. But the only people who like he security cameras like it was supposed to be like security cameras to catch crimes but the only crimes that the security cameras were noticing were all ones committed by minors um Shaw and Cosgrove then go to talk to a man his name is his last name is Burke uh who was robbed and they say it was a black man who did it. Mm-hmm. Um, we transition back to their precinct, and they're trying to do some more investigating. But Dixon 
Um. Oh. Pause. Knew we had something else. Oh. Uh, Cameron's birthday was yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were right. I remember seeing it. Um, and it's, how fitting is it that her birthday is International Women's Day? Mm-hmm. Like, how iconic. Um. Okay. Just had to mm-hmm. point that out. Especially because in this next scene, her acting and McCod's acting is on fire. So Dixon yeah. pulls Shaw into her office. Um and she she's just out outright. She's like Wagner and Farley, the two white cops that stopped mm-hmm. Shaw. Um are filing a complaint against him yeah. because he's filing basically because he's filing a complaint against them. Yeah. Um, they say that he didn't follow protocol by getting on his knees when they said <laughs> and Shaw's like, I don't get on my knees for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's like such a powerful thing that Shaw is 100% affirmed in who he is as a black man and as a cop that even in a situation like that with guns pointed at him he's like I'm not gonna do it if I didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. um And then Dixon's like, as much as I hate to admit, you know exactly how it is when a cop goes after another cop. And she says, this is the kind of thing that's going to destroy your career. And that's, I was like, no. Yeah. No, I like this guy. Yeah, Yeah, I I wonder how it goes, but I forgot that. We'll get to the ending of the episode. We'll talk about that. uh, And Shaw goes into this, like, monologue, part monologue. How did they do trailers tonight? It's two weeks out. We're going to show us there tonight. We're going to show us next week. For certain. Like, they're supposed to be protecting each other. The Brotherhood, but, like, they all talk about protecting each other. And the Brotherhood in Blue. But the Brotherhood in Blue speeches are written by white men. Yeah, for them. No, not for them. Oh, yeah. For them, by white men. Black cops ain't anywhere in the um agenda. I just thought about and this is, to you. isn't the first time in the Dick Wolf universe we've had a storyline like this because they also did it for Atwater in yeah. Chicago PD. It was a and season he was basically by a bunch of white cops too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they go with this if we continue it. Um. And then Shaw, uh, McCod has a, such a good line. Like, his voice gets low. He gets, it's, um, in, like, this, like, deep, powerful tone. He says they are trying to scare the wrong man. And he goes forward with the report. And I wrote, in my little note, the cod is incredible. 
I love him so much. Hey. Um, Sorry, I was writing something down. He has had like episodes where he gets a shot for, but this one was absolutely like a Shaw centric yeah. one. Yeah, um, I think it's a really good one. So good. Um, then we're back to the case. Um, we find mm-hmm. out that the guy Burke. Um, we find out that Burke, the guy who claimed, who said he was robbed by white by a black man, um, killed the doctor. Um. He claims it was self-defense because he was so scared after being ro- robbed by a black man that he thought seeing mm. another black man was gonna. I would tell you that before for that. We'll um, do that eventually. Okay, hold on. I'm answering, responding to your text before I continue. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just, as we talk, we often make a thing to that. Ooh, we need to write that. And we ain't thinking about that some more. Those were one of those moments, have to make a moment. So I'm thinking of things to say to fill in the silence. But that would be weird if it was just silence. Right? Too late to be edited. Okay. All right. On yeah. to you. All right. Um. Yeah. We'll do that eventually. Soon. There's so many like. Because um, like this is like a random resistance yeah. like things where we like wrote it we read the first draft of the resistance is very like jumpy and we kind of just wrote yeah. different stories but there's plenty like going between that we kind of just been thing with the law and order you like law and order characters because we fell in love with a group of them um and we're like what do we do with Shaw because we didn't know yeah we um, had to figure out like that he was going to do this certain thing and be in this certain position in the Antelaya. And then after this episode, I texted you and I was like, well, now we have a reason Yeah, we'll um, work on for him being in this position. And, set, uh, and it's like an actual, like, when you guys read it, I think you'll very much understand why we did it. Um, I'm very excited to write it when we get to it eventually. Okay, back to the episode. Um, so Shaw is interrogating the guy with college grub in the room. Um, and he says he was a well regarded heart surgeon and you left him to die like an animal. It's like, ooh. Um, yeah, notifications are on computer and I like jumped. We got less than a minute. Um. Oh, I was wrong. Where the I wasn't about to get on my knees for anybody. Quote was, mm-hmm. um, because after Shaw and Cosgrove finish the interrogation, they leave the interrogation room, and there's this guy from IAB, um, mm-hmm. who calls Shaw into his office to talk to him. And it's very important to note that the IAB rep is black. Yeah. Um. And he's literally, like, he's talking to Shaw about what happened, and Shaw's like, I wasn't about to get my on my knees for anybody. Um, mm. I know it's protocol, but the quote. Um, and the guy is like, don't make a big deal out of this. This is the kind of thing that makes us look bad. And Shaw says, us? 
And the guy replies back, the police. Oh, okay, I will not be near the police. Okay. There we go. There we go. Sorry. Uh, I almost started talking. Can't even press record. All right. That would be real sad. Uh, so we left off. Uh, the IB says, this kind of thing makes us look bad. Shaw says, us. The guy replies back, the police. And Shaw is just like, you don't mean the police. You and I both know us looking bad. It's not about the police. It's about the so fact that, that we are black. They're black, black men. Yeah, it's what it is. Um. Also, the fact that IAB was like, hmm, mm-hmm. we'll send a black man to talk to him to see if that will help him. Um. Put the report away. And Shaw's like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. Um so then we go back to the case and we find out that Burke smashed the doctor's head with a wine bottle. What the hell? And then we probably get the best scene in the entire episode. Um Nolan it's between Shaw, Nolan, and Cosgrove. And it was so good. But also, I like to give Nolan the benefit of doubt a lot of the time. This time, I was like, stop talking and just listen. Yeah. We're like, we're like your, your privilege is showing. Yeah, I was like, dude, stop. You, you, you're not the one who should. <laughs> Even Cosgrove wasn't talking. Yeah. Or like, yeah, literally just... talking. Yeah. Oh, you might have just. You might have given me an idea now. Oh, I did. Yeah, hold on, I'm texting. Sometimes I just keep making uh, stuff. And just... You were thinking of something. Okay. Yeah, you're right. We did think about that. That is something definitely think about. And it would be a big deal. Especially because he's was it white. basically Yeah, sorry, we're like off heads like very vaguely talking about the resistance, but like you're gonna have to show that he's different from the Never other two. Is- He's gonna show when when the thing happens. He's gonna show he has to be distinctly different from the other two people doing the thing they wish they were doing, because okay. you know he has to you know win. You know he, he does win, uh, but you know. But he also needs he to, to be. The... He needs to be distinctly different, not just. You know, we have to write the elections. Okay. I thought questions for it and their answers to them are gonna have to be like. Good. I've written like, questions because I'm like, this is how it's gonna go. The rest of the dudes are just bad. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're getting distracted because I 
came up with an idea. Anyway, this is the best scene in the entire episode. Um, and Nolan is like, uh, you, you should understand that this is a weak murder case. You were, you're, you're a lawyer. You know that. Mm-hmm. And Shaw's like, I was a lawyer. Now I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. And goes on to say, and I was once again reminded what it's like at today as a black cop. Um, and then get in, like, he explains, like, what happened, and, um, there's more conversation, he's like, when you're black in this country, you're guilty in too many people's eyes. Yep. Fortunately, that's true. Um, they talk about Darian, the doctor, being left for dead in the streets. Um, Where the line was, we never got it. Oh, well. Yeah, I forget, but... um, Actually, I think I saved... I, like, saved... Let me see. I, like, went to look at the scene before, and I think I stopped it right before the scene. If not, I'll look for it while we're talking. Pause. Yeah, just... Remembered it's not Friday. <laughs> yeah, I, like, well, I do I gotta go home with an hour because the di- dinner's being delivered at 5 30. So I do gotta like keep going. Um was gonna stop mid location like, on a hot location. So they're talking about Darren being left for dead in the streets. And he said mm-hmm. and Shaw said if that's not good enough, then I need to rethink being out on the streets with Frank and bringing you, you cases you water down. And I was like, Ooh. and then Nolan says, if I charge manslaughter, what kind of message am I sending? You can assault and kill a black man because you're scared. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, honestly, fair, but also. Stop talking. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was just an awesome conversation between Shaw and Nolan because we've seen them have conversations, like deep, good conversations mm-hmm. in the past. And I do much believe that they respect each other, but there's like also something like missing. For them to see yeah. eye to eye. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Mm, okay. oh, oh, I got like, the I got the line. So he says, okay. innocent man walking down the street minding his own business. He gets bashed in the head. Um and then Nolan says, Well, Bert could have a actually have a legitimate claim of self defense. Um, Shaw continues and says he can claim whatever he wants. He was never in any actual danger, and he left the man bleeding in the street. He had, um, Nolan continues and said he had recently been the victim of violent of a violent mugging in the same neighborhood. His assailant hadn't been caught. A physically imposing man he's never seen before. A physically imposing man he's never seen before. And I'm like, dude, stop talking. <laughs> 
Yeah. I love your it, it stall. Was, um, and like you're, you're not getting it. You're, like you're not getting it. No, and then Shaw continues, and he's literally just like a physically imposing mm-hmm. black man. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like a physically imposing black man, right? And I'm watching, and uh, here, I'm going to put up Nolan's face on the screen because you can see him like pause. Lord. Taking in. And he, like, he goes to say something else. Mm-hmm. And he stops, and Shaw is like, yeah, so you you get what I'm saying now, don't you? Mm-hmm. And then Nolan doesn't shut up and continues to says that approached him for no apparent reason. <sighs> Nolan, you're making it really hard right now. I'm like, And he says he was in fear for his life, even though his fear turned out to be unwanted. And Cosgrove is like, doesn't that fear have to be warranted? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that fear have to be reasonable for it to be warranted? Uh, you found what you were, were looking for. Hold on, we're worried. I got to get a blank. Um, so we're almost there. Uh, yeah, I wasn't with the episode because we're at the trunk part of it. Um, have to get extra. Okay, so uh, the first part of the conversation, no one is like giving me Arjuna second half mm-hmm. uh it's like he's actually listening mm-hmm. oh I got it I got it so it mm-hmm. says guilty too many guilty in too many people's eyes Burke made a false assumption based on Dr. Marshall's skin color and worse he acted on that assumption and now Dr. Marshall that black doctor is dead. If that is not enough for a murder charge, I gotta start rethinking how I'm spending my time risking my life in the street with Frank just to bring you watered-down cases. And just to bring you cases you watered down. And and seeing. And you could tell Nolan is actually thinking. Yeah. Um, and then the, the if I charge manslaughter, what kind of message am I sending? Um, and that's him talking to Jack about it. Um, then we transition to um, there's a picture of Marshall that popped up on a neighborhood security watch, and under the caption it said "danger." Under the picture it said a caption of "dangerous black man." The find out the security watch account was started by a man named Daniel DeLuca, who's mm-hmm. um you look very cozy. I am about to get a boy here though. Was started by Daniel DeLuca, who was um security watch post had led to rumors mm-hmm. and false arrests and black men. Um, and then they have Shaw and Cosgrove go to talk to him. 
And he yeah. says, these people, those people coming into our neighborhood, ruining it for the rest of us. And Jaw was like, this is dangerous. Do you not understand how dangerous what you're saying is? And the guy's like, eh. Um, yeah. but it's very much true. You put a picture of a black man, like a general picture of a black man, and said, "People would make that dangerous. assumption." That so many people are all gonna see just another black man in the street and be like, "Oh, he must be dangerous too," because the other one was. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, I gotta stop because I am not the person who should probably be taking control okay, on this sorry, episode. Guys. I'm gonna continue. Uh, what do we also? The reason why I let you keep talking because I, I watched it, but like I don't remember most of it. But you have to tell me going. Where were we? I, uh, just, I okay. I respect okay. you too much to be the one who talks about um, this one. Yeah, I'm never going okay. to be able to fully um, understand it. Okay, I'm trying to remember. The reason why I didn't talk because I don't remember a lot of it, but like. Okay, um, I watched it, like, the day after I came home, but that was, like, two weeks ago. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, um, yeah, talking about how, like, these false rumors about Black people being dangerous has caused this, this is, like, an issue that's come to light because of this case. And, uh, so, I don't know, what did we get? Do you run, did you run this by price? Don't remember what that was. John arrested for manslaughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Cosgrove is like, did you run this by price? And Shaw just ignored him and arrested him anyway. And Cosgrove was like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. And then so they transitioned they... to a scene, another scene of Price, Cosgrove, and Shaw in the diner. And Nolan is like, what the heck? Like, you yeah, didn't run any can't... of this by yeah. You can't just do this. Mm-hmm. And it says if you want to join the DA's office, uh hold on. Like if you want to join the DA's office, like okay. Otherwise stay in your lane. And I was like, mm. Ooh. I was like, whoa. Okay. Um. I mean, right, kind of um, way we got to. You know about a lot of a lot about recklessness. Do you detect? Don't you detect it? That was the um. During the trial, I think. Okay, because uh, we don't really know what that where that came from. Uh, so it was back to the trial, correct? Yeah, we're starting the trial. And uh, I think. Shaw's on the stand, and that might be his. And the attorney's like, you know a lot about recklessness, don't you, detective? Yeah, and they bring up uh, the investigation um, that happened at the beginning of the episode about Shaw. And Shaw, uh, for the first time, says out loud. Yeah, I was wondering how did she know about this, because it hadn't been like yeah, it hasn't been like. Um, and then Shaw and, for the first time out loud said, "Go ahead, you can say it." 
since I lost, how I was racially profiled is what he says, yeah. which is very true of what happened. Like, I can just assumed because he was a black man walking down the street that he was guilty. Yeah. And then we transitioned to the um precinct again, and I literally wrote Nolan strut because Sam and Nolan walk into the strut and basically they do the this all the time. Briefcases in their hands, right next to each other. Always do. It was so it's so powerful. They're always just. And then Nolan looks right at Sean. Is like, you have an investigation against you. It's like great. He did not know um, you about the investigation. I wouldn't have put you on the stand. Yeah, he's a little upset about this. But, uh... And, like, now the group is like, okay, now we need to think of a way, like... We gotta figure this out. What isn't going to, like, screw everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, And Violet, to the rescue, mm-hmm. plus a bit of Shaw, mm-hmm. work together and find out that well so DeLuca is a real estate agent and they're looking and Violet finds like the neighborhood that he has recently sold houses in and Mm -hmm. a lot of the places where he recently sold houses in was where the crime yeah went away yeah Mm -hmm. and he said uh so Shaw makes the point if his if the crime goes away his housing prices go back up yeah so that's a whole like there's a whole like big thing about housing and how um discrimination against housing and how people people of color when they try to sell their houses are often um sold at a lower price than people to than white people whose houses they sell because of like discrimination and stuff. It's a whole thing you can like read about. But um yeah. So that's how they like they like cat they like that was like the nail in the coffin for the guy that they like that part um yeah and then so Luca is found guilty of manslaughter yep because yeah. um basically yes Burke is the one who actually killed the guy but Burke wouldn't mm-hmm. have went to kill the guy if Luca didn't put on uh his neighborhood watch thing the -hmm. picture of the doctor with the caption dangerous man underneath yeah um and and i call bs yeah i call me it made me frustrated yeah it definitely is Uh, I mean, it's definitely like a real world thing, but it made yeah. me frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dixon goes up to Shaw and he says, "Um, so the your your report against the white officers was found substantiated. So basically, nothing is going to happen with what Shaw reported, yeah. but mm-hmm. it matters worse. The complaint against Shaw stuck." And so now yep. he's being suspended for a week without pay. Mm-hmm. And Shaw is just like, at this point, he's in like angry disbelief. Um, and Dixon says, even with positive change, the blue wall is still the blue wall. And I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so yeah. And that's why so much stuff still needs to change. Yeah. It, 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 um, as I said, I think you did the purpose that it was meant to do, which is showing the discrimination in the police force and the discrimination in this case kind of all come back around together. So I feel like it achieved its mission and like reality, unfortunately, that is the reality of the police system. And the last the last thing the last thing we see is Shaw gives Dixon his badge and walks away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these white officers get to go get off scot free for stopping mm-hmm. a innocent and this black, an innocent fellow cop, yeah. Um, and nothing happens. Like, what if these guys try to go do it to a civilian and like yeah, things escalate? Thing it. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like, a, like uh, somebody. Uh, was... um, somebody who and wasn't I, a cop. I, yeah, if somebody it wasn't a cop, like it. Also, would be like it would be a big deal. Well, like to to civilians, yes. To the cops, probably not. But mm-hmm. um, and I literally wrote, I call BS the fact that he didn't follow orders because he knew they had the wrong man. Um, and no one is focusing on the fact that he was profiled. Angers me. Yeah, they kind of just like, like we can't help you with that. It's just the way it is. And you're like, oh. Like, Shaw is not the one who should be facing consequences. Mm-hmm. And being suspended for the week without pay. But. Yeah. Yes, if we go back to the storyline, and make it will make, I'll be interested to see what happens next. Yeah. I'm also curious to see what Shaw would do during his suspension. Like, is yeah. he going to, like, confront these guys yeah. try to figure out what happened or just move on yeah I'll, it's probably going to be one of those things where they like skip a period of time just because it's because it's a period of time skipping in real life like the week after or whatever and it's like hey you're back okay moving on yeah, probably because you know at least for the time the end of the episode lines up with the actual day so unless whatever happens takes three weeks to happen, the ending of next week's episode will be March twenty third. I mean, we got to next the twenty third. So who knows? All right. Um, what do you give this episode? Four and a half. I like this one's. It's realistic elements. I think really made it yeah. a profound story. Agreed. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Nakad's act right. is actual life. Um, yeah, because yeah. acting phenomenal, honestly. Mm. Love him so much. Yeah. It was really phenomenal. We don't, unless you can find episode information, I don't think we have any currently for, for, for next time. I don't know. I'll have to go searching. I haven't seen anything on the internet, but really, a lot of our people are on Twitter are like SVU only. So like, we have a few that aren't, but like most of them are. So they don't really keep up with one or two sixteen. Uh, 
Um, the episode is called. All the I can tell you, the episode is called nothing. It, the episode is literally called nothing. Yeah, it's called nothing. It's called nothing. Literally, that's called nothing. There's no actual All trailer right. for it, but it's called. I'm pretty sure this isn't. Yeah, this is no. This is like the. This is this is the new episode's return trailer. It's not like information. It's just, I just know what's called yeah. nothing. So I don't know what that means, but we'll find out. I guess. So SVU is twenty four fifteen. I found information. Okay, what did you find about it? Is it, is it, is it called nothing for real? No, it's called deadline. Okay, that's why was it called nothing then? Deadline. Okay, Cosgrove and Shaw explore an unpublished report involving a prominent politician. Price and Maroon fight an uphill battle when their only credible witness is currently awaiting trial for another heinous crime. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Let's get a little. Maybe we'll get some. No way. Let's see if you can go on. That's good. Mm. Well, you ready for King of the Moon? Yes. Hey, that's for you. So, uh, this is the name. SVU episode. Mariska had hey, Mariska. went on to an interview. It is different than any it other episode. It is. It's so done. good, though. I don't watch it again. It's been a hot minute, so I don't watch it again. Oh, like, a lot the of episodes is beautiful. This beautiful yeah, it was so also directed this one yeah any like i forget who tweeted it but somebody tweeted any episodes that marishka directed just have a special touch to it and this one for certain <laughs> like <laughs> this one is so different but it's so good like it'll make you cry like it's, i mean like there's times that if you makes you sad cry but this is like one of the ones you're like oh <laughs> Already. A lot. Very emotional. It's a All different right. kind of emotional, though. King of the Moon. All right. So okay. we start with a flashback from 1973. Just like, it's different already. Kids spelling bee. Yeah. Uh, and they got this like, boy with a stutter. His mm-hmm. name is Pence, and he's trying to word out. The class is laughing. Um. And then they. He like misses the word or something, mm-hmm. um, and then they go to the girl. The girl, uh, spells the word. Her name is Winnie. She spells it wrong, and so Pence is able to spell the word correctly. He gives her a little. The, well, she gives him a little hint, and he can spell the word, and then he he wins the spelling bee. Um, and then they have like a conversation like in the hallway, and he's like, "Why did you let me win?" And she's like, "No, I didn't." And that's basically like how it's their cute. conversation starts. He knows about his like story that he wrote, mm-hmm. which is called King of, King of the Moon. Moon. And it's yeah. about like this boy who like Oh yeah. He goes to the moon, it's his kind of escape place. Yeah. Olivia reads it later, but we'll talk about that. And they, they kind of transition just, to 
it's them kind of like a little couple of flashback scenes of them like moving into the house yeah. and they like the put house. their desk so when they put their desk together they have this little scene where they like put their desk together face to face in the middle of their office it's it's a bunch um, of sweet this is scenes we... of a sweet couple kind of things um and i was like i'm already emotional They're so this so is when we start also on my ipad and like <laughs> Yeah, so this is when we start with the scenes of the two guests that we have this week, Bradley yeah. Whitfield, who has been on the show before, and Nancy He's Travis. Phenomenal. A phenomenal actor, though. I think he's really cool. Um, and we find out um, that, unfortunately, Pence has dementia. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's stages of He's very like dementia. rather late into dementia. He doesn't really remember much of anything. But he has still has moments where he's Yeah, he has moments of clarity, but most of the time he doesn't. Um and there's one point where we that she like wakes up. Mm-hmm. Um and he like, like goes to his wife and she he like he thought he heard noises she's like no 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 it's okay just go back to bed and he's mm-hmm. like are you cheating on me and i was like well, 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 came out of nowhere well, um, and she well, said well. no never you are and always shall be my king of the moon she like puts her hand on his cheek and i'm yeah, like i think i wasn't oh paying attention God. i think i didn't have connection when i saw it. i didn't like pay attention to that part but like i'm gonna watch this one again i like the moon a lot <laughs> they're like trying to get pence to like say what happened and pence yeah he says he did it so heartbroken at that point that he says that he does it mm-hmm. um then we turn yeah. the, they get the uh, transition to something title sequence yeah, that's um, like we have we're in the precinct, and Olivia play. So we have like two. We have two things going on with this. Yeah, this one is the, so the, like this is like the then, B plot. The A plot is the main. This is like the B plot of the episode, kind of. Figuring out what the hell Velasco was doing. Exactly, like what was um, he doing? That's still a big deal. Like, what did Olivia you do? Played Velasco's recording for Finn. Finn also mm-hmm. agrees that he was saying whatever he said mm-hmm. to get the guy to flip. And Olivia mm-hmm. is like, okay, but how does he know about a double murder that is an actual case? Mm-hmm. And Finn is like, what? And Olivia is like, Finn, how much do we know about it? Well, I read something on the dock and I thought of an idea, but keep going. Text it to me. I am. Next to Okay. Um. And the last uh, is like, uh, he grew up in war and he drives a motorcycle. That's the one that made me think and of I something. Was, I didn't want to say it out loud until we got to it. Drive a motorcycle. Um. Okay, you're gonna that idea that I came up with. Sorry, I had to write down for that. You're gonna like that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Come on. Yes. 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 
Yes. We'll do that eventually. Yes, yes, It'll yes, be yes. Real cute. <laughs> It'll be real cute. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Okay, sorry. Continue. Okay, so what are we? Okay, so they're like okay. Yeah, and then Olivia's like, so Olivia's um, like I, I don't want secrets in my squad room. Yeah. She's like, ooh, he had taken cards, but also not at Velasco's expense. Yeah, not at Velasco's expense. Um, uh, we have grown to love Velasco a lot in the past few months. No, he's a good guy. It's just like, mm -hmm. what? Um, and so we transitioned to like Velasco's in like the precinct. Mm. Um, he has no idea what's going on. Uh, Shirlish walks in and Velasco's all like, oh, look who it is, Captain America. And I'm like, okay, great. They're already fighting. And then, uh, Olivia is like, all right, we're going to the interrogate Velasco. We're going in the interrogation room. Mm -hmm. Or no, Finn is like, we're going to the interrogation room. And Velasco's like, who are we interrogating? And Olivia, cold, dead, stares him mm -hmm. and says, you. And I was like, oh. I'm like, my God, ma'am, you don't have to be this angry at him. Where did all this anger come from? I mean, we know she's a pent up feelings about everything under the sun for like six months. Oh, so, you know, well, who knows? Uh, like just the anger that she was feeling I'm like that's the anger she saves for actual criminals and now I was like oh this is being real bad and now she's yeah now she's showing it to one of her detectives I'm like mm -hmm. uh, and you could and you instantly see Velasco's face changed yeah she's shocked like, what what do you mean me mm -hmm. what did I why did I do um, and so Finn and Shirlish take Velasco into the interrogation room and Olivia goes back into like one of the interview rooms where Carisi mm -hmm. was waiting for her mm -hmm. and Carisi's like what is going on and Olivia says if I answered that honestly good asking yeah and they're like oh it's not going to um and she's like, okay, what did you want me to look at? Um, and so Carisi like go tells her all about Pence, Pence Humphreys, who is an esteemed psychologist and author. Carisi's talked about like some of the books that he's read, including there was one about like love or like um and everything. Mm -hmm. And he's like speaking with a hopeless romantic, and I'm like and literally the only freaking thing I could think about was him and Amanda at that moment. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's in a hopeless romantic for his wife. He's, he's... But also the fact that this crazy, like, loves this guy with, like, his, like, makes a lot of yeah. sense. I love yeah, Carisi is a big book person. Yeah, he which likes, I he loves love. He a lot of Yeah. I got another idea. Yeah, he's a big book person, which I love about him. Um, 
continuing. Um, they watch a video that Pence did that says he raped and smothered his wife. And Caprice's like, there's no way he could have done this. Like, they were yeah, married make, for... Yeah, he... Three years. He describes it as it was a fairy tale. Like these, this couple had been in love a long time, so it didn't make any sense for him to just like kill her. And it's like, um, it made me think of two things. What the, uh, it made me think of maybe he was like thinking of like the relationship his parents possibly have, yeah. but also the one that he hoped to have with Amanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're talking. Uh, and Carice is like basically like bringing this case to Olivia. Yeah. He's like, it said they were very, they were married for 40 years. It was a fairy tale. He's like, yeah. is there anyone to take a look at this? And mm-hmm. Olivia says, you're pulling on the one good heart string I have left. I'm like, I was like, hold on. Uh, we were like, pause. You're like, pause. You're like, like, that means you need help. I know. I was like, like, Barbara to restore all of those heartstrings. We still have time. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, listen, we still have time this season. Yeah, exactly. But all, and if Betty Buckley is coming back, so can Roman. They're probably Um, coming like 17 or 18 now. And it's usually 22 or 23. Pull him before May because he's got all. I mean, they usually are done wrapping filming by April, the end of April, usually. So there's still time. There's still time. Come on. Um, we're just saying. um, Okay, how I predicted it. How I predicted is if they do an off episode and they usually throw in one of the Marvel ones, it means it usually is the like the sign. They probably mean some. Depending on like, we'll we'll figure it out. So I we assumed last time because one day they played. The people versus Richard Wheatley. And we're like, this is an interesting choice. And they show the trailer for the next one. We're like, oh, it was a signal all along. But we'll see. We'll see. Please. As long as it's done correctly, otherwise we'll fix it ourselves. Sorry. That's a, that's a tangent for another day. Do it all the time. Tangent anymore. We do it every day. Um. So. Yep. Okay. Teresa um, says, like, Liv, I know you're busy, but I need another set of eyes on this. You have less than a minute. So. Also, Teresa trusts Olivia so much that she's yeah. bringing this case to he's, he's her. And the fact that Olivia um, does not put her heart out to guys often. But yeah. he does with Finn. And I feel like all the past few weeks, she's had multiple heart-to-heart conversations with Carisi. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because, partly, that Barba isn't there anymore. She's going mm-hmm. to Carisi, but she truly cares about him. Mm-hmm. Um, Not just as, you know, captain, counselor kind of conversation, but also you're one of the closest friends I have conversations. Mm-hmm. And I love it so much. Um, and Olivia's like, okay. Okay. Continuing where you left off at. What were you saying? Oh, yeah. Um, so we transition next to, uh, 
Surlish and Finn. Um Mm-hmm. interrogating yeah uh, the last mm-hmm. show yeah and they're basically like right at the point of like the the drug bag he gave the guy mm-hmm. and Velasco's like I didn't give the guy drugs it was powdered sugar and then uh yeah, and Finn is like, yeah, in a heroin lace bag. And I'm like, I forget who said it. I think if you might have that, mm-hmm. like, you predicted it was just powdered sugar. Yeah, but I don't think he actually used them. Um, I was like, where do so you have gotten it from? That would be great. But because of that, and like the fact that he got like a bag laced with heroin, he needs to take a drug test. Yeah. And he's basically like looking at Shirley's, like, you're in, like, you're enjoying this, aren't you? Yeah, you, you like, turn me like, I'm like, I lock up criminals, is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, You've not I liked you. I liked you. And then you started going after my our Velasco. And I'm like, No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then we transition to Carisi and Olivia talking to Pence and mm-hmm. like his attorney. And he's like, yeah, I explain like how he did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he tra- turns and he sees Amanda's chipmunk on the table. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, like, they put it in the break room because they yeah. don't want to be looking at it. <laughs> and he's like, what's mm-hmm. with the chipmunk? And Amanda's like, that belonged to a friend. But she said yeah, it was like a soft smile. Yeah. I was like, at least um, she's not forgotten. Like somebody. And then it with. took me a second, and I was like, Amanda would be perfect for this case. She would have been. Like she knew. Like if she's like if she's like a forensic psychologist now and doing all this psychology stuff, and she was doing all this psychology it's stuff, still at SVU, this would have been the perfect opportunity to bring Kelly back for a guest star role to have yeah. her be as a um consultant on this case. Literally could have been, but whatever. Also, we could have got releasey parallels with the couple. So, yeah. um, we then get back. They talk to him. We get back to Velasco, Finn, and Shirless. Um, mm-hmm. they're grilling him hard, and Velasco's like, "I didn't do any of the stuff that you're saying." And Finn is like, hey, then why were you at this double murder in Fort Worth, Texas? Then why do you know about this double murder in Fort Worth, Texas? And Velasco's like, I was there. And we're like, oh. He's like, what do you mean you were there? It's a very wild time. Um, I was there. We transition to Carisi and Olivia investigating Pence's apartment, and like Carisi, mm-hmm. like has not been on the field in like forever. Yeah. Um, this was a fun, interesting like, scene. I kind of like it was interesting. I'm like, it was like, how did you get clearance to be here? Carisi's like, so been out in the field like twice. Also, you know what? Last time, and and he was out in what was the episode last week's episode, the episode before this one. You know, um. What was it? Dutch, Dutch tears. tears. He was in Dutch tears. Yeah, he was but this, 
like a more like casual thing. And I'm like, what are you doing? You but okay. Like a three quarter sleeve. Yeah. Like, bro, you're not, sure. you're not, why are you investigating? What are you doing? Using his elbow to pop open a like, drawer. I'm like, okay, I guess like, that's what we're doing. Um, that's when they find the copy of his King of the Moon book. They look mm-hmm. at that and they talk about their relationship and mm-hmm. how it's sweet and everything. And Olivia is like, I can barely find someone who's emotionally available. To which My I girl. really went. <laughs> Barba. <laughs> yeah, we're like, he's right Barba. there. He's, he's right, right there. Call him. Go. Call him. I wrote a fic where she did. And I really love that fic. But also, the fact that she said this to Carisi. Carisi would be like, he probably was like, hmm. I literally think his face was like. Hello, like, what do you mean? Um, Carisi and Rollins are both Barson, just saying. Yep. Um, yes, we understand the thing about with Amanda saying they should get a hotel room, yada, 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 but mm-hmm. there's more points leaning toward Barson than yeah. Yeah. the other Barson one. Barson kind of just sits up here, you know. Barson is here. The other one is... Not in the frame box. Don't worry. Go. Um, we're in the trash. We go back to the um. They see some security footage, and it shows mm-hmm. like they got delivery. Mm-hmm. And the Olivia is like, "Does it take thirty minutes to deliver delivery?" So they have to go mm-hmm. back to Pence mm-hmm. and tell him you. You didn't do this. Yeah, you did. Uh, but unfortunately, that sets him off. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "This is the first time I started crying." Yeah, I was like, uh, "Oh," and he's like, "No, no, no! We had a pact that we would basically the pa- pact they we had to die together." Because they love each other that much yeah. and they couldn't live without each other. Yeah, I mean, that's like scientifically proven. People have been like, to couples have been together like a long time. Like, long time. They, if one dies, the other one dies really shortly after just because, like, there are so heart. many facts of that with Barson that makes me cry. Mm hmm. And those are one of them because I get teary. Because that 100% would be the case yeah. for, for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 85. Okay. Um, Sorry, that um, makes us me a little more. This is the line that he said when I started crying, because unfortunately <laughs> the the rape wasn't made up. Yeah, it she did have some rape. And he said, no, she, she, he literally says she did not see my face. Mm-hmm. And he says this, like, his voice cracked, he got tears in his eyes. Basically, his point he's made is, I wasn't the last thing that she saw before she, before she was before she died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my god! 
And then she can, and he says she she must have been terrified. Oh well. And I'm like, oh my god, oh that hurts. And then Olivia and Sunny leave the room, and Sunny is like, what what's going on? And Olivia's like, we just took his only comfort away. Yeah. He would have rather lived with the fact. That he Might confessed to raping and smothering his wife, then having to live with the fact, knowing he was going to have to live with the rest of his life without okay. the love of his life. Who did and if someone else had done this cold crime to him before she died? At what had the most horrendous thing happened to her before she died by the hands of somebody else? Mm-hmm. And I'm that breaks my heart. Um, I forgot to mention that the guy mentioned the chipmunk twice. Um, the chipmunk keeps me. We transition to like they see, but they hear glass shatter. So yeah, which they both turn all turn glass case from the chipmunk and smash it on the ground. Um, and took a piece of the glass and cut the wrist with it. His wrist with it. Mm-hmm. And I literally was like, oh my god, not the chipmunk! No! I, know. I was like, no, it's just the glass. It's just the glass at the top. Chipmunk. <laughs> good, good. Um, and then Olivia and Amanda, and Olivia and Amanda, Olivia and Sunny rush into the, the room, and like, Olivia's like trying to hold his wrist, and yeah. he's just like, I don't want to live without her. And Olivia's like, I know. I know. I, I know. Like, this, this whole episode just makes me look dirty, but like, some of these scenes are just. Uh, and like, then Entertainment <laughs> put a video, a bit, um, a GIF of him breaking the glass. Yeah. Um. And he's they wrote, "Poor Rollins Chipmunk, don't worry, our squirrel friend won't be leaving the show so soon." No. And I was also, I was just like, "Will she? Will she?" I mean, great. Good boy. I'm glad. But also, Kelly is the one who gave you guys the squirrel. Like, did you get her permission? Not the squirrel. The chimney. Yeah, the chimney. Did you get her permission before you broke the clay- the case around it, or what? Yeah, they probably had like, a different case. They probably I had a different... They probably did have like, a different one they went on for the scene. Like, can you imagine, like, if Kelly's just watching the episode randomly, and she watches mm-hmm. it, and is like, Hey, my scrape, my case. Like they probably put on a different case that wasn't like the actual one. So then we transition. Um, I um the hospital and the caretaker is there, and she's Mm -hmm. like, "He's fine, but I'm gonna leave now." And Olivia and Sonny are like, "What?" And she's like, "I know it seems cruel now, but in five minutes he won't even remember I was here." I was like. Ouch! But that's that's the that's the reality of that. dementia. Um, dementia, yeah. Um, then we get some funny lines, mm-hmm. but also really like Olivia and Sunny are so sweet. They like basically like reintroduce themselves to Pence, mm-hmm. and Carice is like, "I'm a lawyer," and the guy like makes a funny line about like you mm-hmm. know why they invented 
um like toilet plungers or something <laughs> Teresa's like no why he's like so lawyers have something to look up to and the guy <laughs> is like Chris is like oh I've never heard that one before and he like like actually like sincere laugh um and he's really nice to Olivia and then uh he like mentions like her like she's got like a really nice like figure or something and she's like mm-hmm. oh he's like she has an hourglass figure and she's like I just had a, some food at the cafeteria, so I think a few minutes have just been added on. I'm gonna pause and the fact that both Marishka as Marishka and Marishka as Olivia are comfortable saying lines like that. Yeah. I love it because Marishka's gorgeous. She is. And the fact that the a woman on our primetime television isn't like a stick straight woman, yeah. but Mershka with, for lack of a better term, hourglass figure. Oh, she's very pretty. Is she's so good. Yeah, and um, that she's like, an, it, and I think, like a good thing. I feel like they did this. It was kind of thing where like SVU could have always at some point been like she's too old. But you know they didn't never did that, you know. No. Um, and then as they're leaving, this line I don't know. I need to know if this like improvised. If if Marishka knew this was getting in there, what? Um, the guy like says as they're leaving, and he looks at Olivia, and she's like, "You got an ass like the devil." And a face like Jane Mansfield, you lo- you're a lucky son of a bitch. And oh. Olivia is Oh. Okay. Um for those of you who don't know, Jane Mansfield was Marishka's mom. Well, is yeah. Marishka's mom. Fortunately, she's no longer here, but Jane Mansfield is Marishka's mom. So, Marisha does actually have a face like Jane Mansfield. Yeah, I was like, this is actually. And Jane Mansfield is like on a similar level to Marilyn Monroe. Very much. (laughs) She's pretty. Hollywood bombshell type look, Mm -hmm. which is why Marisha is so gorgeous. Um. But I just love that was such a funny reference. I was like, yeah, I was like that's very, very clever. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Then we transition back to the interrogation, and we get this literally a scene of like Sherlish and Velasco fighting, and like Sherlish like railing into him, and Velasco like saying things about like, oh, I'm sorry, like my parents weren't like emotionally available so once again if somebody else in the svu universe has crappy parents because apparently we, nobody in this universe can have good parents except, except like, maybe Carisi. but even then i think he said something about his dad in an episode so we're still not perfect but the closest person who has good parents besides noah with olivia is crazy mm-hmm. 
Um, and Finn was like, basically, both of you stop. Yeah, because it was looks, really Yeah, it was like he, like, it was the first time I ever heard Finn yell in a while. And he's like, both of you stop. That's enough. And he's like, Velasco, we just want to know the truth. That's it. We want to know why you are at this murder scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and Velasco, we get this really key piece of thing mm-hmm. of information about Velasco. And it's pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. Basically, his parents like said they were sending him to camp. Well, mm-hmm. the camp that they sent him to was a camp for him to be trained as a hitman. Yeah, he's a kid. They don't he's really. Like yeah, he was, he's young. I kid because we knew he had like had like gain affiliation and but that's basically like this started it all. It was like mm-hmm. around the same time as this. Um, and he had a hit, so like he got. Um, trained to use a gun and all that. Um, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder why he became a cop. Like, yeah, if you have that. all this drama from being forced to become a hitman, how was how do you get on the path to become a cop? Um, I mean, I know it's two separate things, but it just seems like an everyone that maybe don't tell us because it was um next does have to do with Lasco still next week. So yeah, the last absence, basically. The um, absence. And Velasco had this like big hit. He and his friend Chili had this big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the the. I think the most shocking thing to me was the fact that he said that he was going to do it. Yeah, he's going to do it. I was like, what? It was like, oh. But then we find out he still has a heart because he said he was going to do it. And then the man who they were supposed to kill, his son came out of the room, of like a room or whatever. And he's like, after that, he couldn't do it. But. His friend did. Mm-hmm. And then he ran to New York City. Yeah. Um, we also need to keep in mind that none of this happened in America. At least I don't believe yeah. it did. Uh, Velasco so. grew up in Juarez, Mexico. Yeah, he said he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just interesting to me because we see aspects of him that are very proud of his culture where he's from mm-hmm. especially with the episode with like the missing girls from his village yeah. but then we also yeah. see a- aspects of him like with the trauma that comes from where he he's from yeah um so basically after the hit he ran to new york city and became a cop um and you say that's this is the first time I ever told this story. So he's been holding it in for God knows how many years. Mm-hmm. 
um, yeah, and it's the first time I messed up timeline again because apparently yeah. this is when the door was the door jet, not door dash. I was like, door jet. Because we can't name this thing. gets a copyright. Copyright claim. I said, bro, y'all gotta get more creative. Okay, so yeah, we told the story. Then they're they're looking at the the security cameras. I think they're talking about security cameras, and they're like, it might have been Olivia, it might have been someone who said thirty minutes to get delivery food. They watched the guy like go in and deliver the food, but they not did not come out for like thirty minutes. They're like, it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, and then Olivia is like, that's when Olivia says, um, thirty minutes to deliver takeout, and then her and Oli- and Sunny like look at each other and like, oh, well, they find out that the person who's doing the doing the delivery is sorry, I'm like getting uh, so many texts. That was me. Um, I yeah. know oh, my. Um, no, my parents were texting me too, so I'm like getting all these dings, and I'm like, stop it. Yeah. So, um, George. It turns out that the 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 DoorDash. I say DoorDash. It's not Door. It's DoorJet. The Door Door. The DoorJet deliverer is. Virginia, who's the caretaker? Her name's Virginia, and his her nephew is Kevin. <clears throat> yeah, uh, then, Kevin. Yeah, um, Kevin. And they're talking. Point, so they're talking um, to. They're talking to Pence still. I think he's the one who says he has more eyes and more cold. Yeah, I think he said that to Olivia. Yeah, you have more yeah, eyes. Think, are cold. I think he has a case. Showing him um, the pictures of being like, you know, this person. And he was able to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know who that is. Um, then we get Finn and Velasco talking. Um mm-hmm. and then he says, even in the NYPD, there's room for redemption. And he's like, You uh, like Velasco is like his deepest biggest concern right now is the fact that he might have just screwed everything up with Olivia. Yeah. Which I absolutely love that's what they're touching on because when Velasco first started like he was basically brought in by McGrath like nobody thought nobody liked him nobody thought his he would have grown into this person he is now but we've seen Olivia like support him fully Mm -hmm. and we've seen Velasco support in her grow in in her grow now that this is happening, everything be- from beforehand is like almost forgotten, and Olivia's like, "Yeah, what the heck?" So mm-hmm. Flynn is like, "You, Finn is like, you need to show your loyalty to her." Yeah. Um. Then we transition to the nephew is in a lineup. Pence yeah. is IDing her. And he picks the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And I, and then you see Olivia look at him, and I'm like, just confused, being like, he picked the wrong purpose. Um, and Olivia like talks to him in like their another like side room, and she's the mm-hmm. first thing she said is, "Why would you lie?" And I'm like, "Man, you're good." Yeah. 
And it's just, it's, he still doesn't want to live with the fact knowing that somebody else did this to his wife. Especially because the kid is like young. Our age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's paying for spells. And then he, he says, this disease is like the teeth of God sucking the cherry flavor out of the chocolate of memory. Or oh something. It was, like longer than that. It, was some, it was longer than that, but I was like, I couldn't even really think about the rest of it, but something like that. It's like, whoa. But honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, he <laughs> said, I would rather go down in prison. I think for him, like prison, for one, if you know, if you come up to the manslaughter, he would be executed. So you know, he knew he would die at a certain time. Yeah, it was like and he said this it could be yeah he continues and he says that stupid kid will remember everything some memories are worse than prison yeah like he would rather go to prison and suffer this kid yeah. who he absolutely knows did do this to his wife mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We would rather the kid suffer internally at this point because, yeah, you did this to my wife. Um, and he talks about his book, and he says something about a sliver of the moon, and I full on started crying again, and then I'm like, God, Bradley, I literally am pretty sure this is when I out loud said Bradley Whitford is amazing. He is. The most, like, I if you watching the Handmaid's Tale, have not watched you, this episode, go watch it. Go for watch his this episode. So good. In the Handmaid's Tale, he is Commander Lawrence, who now Which has is a bigger. Why I know who that says. That's why. Yeah, um, but now well, in the, in the out- fifth season. He is a he's he's a higher authority in the, the fifth season, so he has a bit more power. He's kind of like figuring out what the heck he's going to do. Because Gilead is not playing these days. Sorry, no, that topic. I was talking about still all the time. Um. Um. So okay. the then um Olivia. And we'll Sunny. finish SVU and then we'll come back to organize crime later. Um. Interrogate. Um, Kevin. We find out that yeah. Kevin also robbed Winnie because he needed money. And it was like, bro, there's plenty of other ways you could find money. It's like, <laughs> robbing. He knew they were rich. And he pushed, yeah. He pushed her down on, and put a pillow over her face to be quiet because she was screaming. Um, she just died. Yeah, she oh, I totally forgot to mention this earlier. Um, the reason why they knew that Pence didn't do it is he has like the CPAP machine for sleeping, yeah. and they checked they the monitor. He was asleep when the the murder um, rape occurred, which yeah, unfortunately so. made it even worse because he's like, I it's basically like he was asleep while this was happening to his wife. Yeah. Um. And uh, you said you were gonna get a quote about Olivia, about like the guys like building, like you build up, yeah. you're building up walls, so, like what you yeah. said, basically, yeah. like what you did seemed so bad. I think. Yeah, it's something about that. Was it maybe. Oh my god! And I, 
Um, she has a little bit a lot of like offhand comments like, there. Like, make me think of like she talks preaches to herself sometimes. I'd be like, girl, take her own advice. But anyway, yeah, exactly. He's and then she, she's like trying to see like the kid mm-hmm. to get the kid to get back. And the kid is like in tears at this point, and he's like, "I lifted it up." Like, at first, he's like, "I lifted up her nightgown," and that was it. Well, Olivia presses presses some more, mm-hmm. and he literally like I'm quoting him. I when I say yeah, this is what he, he said, he did it with her. Um, before she was dead, and he used a condom. Yeah. Yeah, like hold on. I just want to know what the hell is going on in this kid's head. Why did you that? that? You would do this to the what? So a, she's married. B, she's probably old enough to be your grandmother. Yeah. C, why did we go to rape? I mean, you robbed her. It could have been done, but no. Yeah, but like, why? Like, what? Why made you think? Oh, I want to go have sex with this woman and rape her. Yeah, that was like, a cold on. Pause. You like, I literally was not like, ex- like expecting the criminal to be like a twenty-something-year-old kid. Yeah, maybe that. Um, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, um, so they my, little, the my question is why? I love why. And the kid is, like, crying at this point, and I'm like... Well, unfortunately, you have to go to jail for that. Oh, man. Bye! Bye, whatever your heck is going on in your head, kid. Um, well, and then we transition to Olivia, and... Oh, the last two, I forgot. Two there was another point in the episode where Velasco and Sherlish are... I mean, Finn and Sherlish are talking to Velasco, and Carisi sees the interrogation, and he's looking at the them in the interrogation room and he's looking at olivia and he's like what is going on so he has an idea something is going on but olivia is not telling him yeah um okay anyway finn and olivia conversation finn says i was impressed with shirless and olivia says really Mm -hmm. finn another stray and that's the the first conversation i'm like okay great from behind the scenes picks, Charles is around still. So, like, Charles is going to be here a while. Yeah, because Molly, Molly is like sending, like, putting up tweets of her with her. Yeah, it just makes so me like, wonder. Are they going to put them multiple times? The three of them. Like, are we just getting all, like, is, are we just getting all the Bronx people? Like, is Bronx SV yeah. not a thing? Or I mean, just they, taking they feel, everybody? Well, they. Well, they like reset hard reset the Bronx one. They just put all new people. Yeah, so hard reset again. the Bronx, and they're like, okay, we're just gonna take. I don't take those people back. Ask we'll, you. But we'll see. Um, Maybe but it, also, Maybe it's like nice. it took twenty three years, twenty three seasons, like yeah, for know, like five seasons for Olivia to finally have like a squad. Yeah, it's been now, a minute since there's been a full squad. Um, uh, but it's literally Olivia and Finn and a bunch of yunnins. Yeah, dude. I mean, I jokingly call them the yunnins, but yeah, seriously, it is. 
Well, I mean, that's what, but I mean, like, obviously, the yun- the actual yunnings are the organized crime trio, because yeah. they're in, like, their 20s and 30s. Yeah. Yeah. The SVU crew is in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. Um, Again, so we got, like, six minutes on Zoom, so we're going to finish. Yeah. So we got to get off hand. Um, last scene. And it's just, okay, like, if we get Shirley's, what, what does that mean for Velasco? Yeah, because they kind of uh, hate each other. They hate, yeah, each other. hate each other. We're getting, like, they, I don't know how Olivia thinks this is going to go if she got two of her detectives fighting. Yeah, we'll figure it out again. We'll see. Um, and then we get the um Olivia and Velasco scene. Yeah, we'll and it's so good. Because yeah, we saw a promo piece of this, and I'm like, my God, why does Velasco look so sad? Now I know. She literally walks up to him, and she they're like sitting on like a bench, and she's like, telling him about his drug test results. And she, the first thing she says is, "You tested positive," and my heart dropped. It's like, no, he didn't. Well, he didn't, because she's like, he tested positive. And first, Velasco was like, what? And she said, for powdered sugar. And I was like, so, because he's like, he did it as like a placebo. Basically, the guy is so high, he wasn't going to know the difference. Yeah, your brain Um, eventually is like, this seems to be the same idea. Yeah, so he pretended to snort powdered sugar. Pretended to he snorted powdered sugar. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, no new pictures yet. And she says she goes on to and saying, "I feel bad for you, Velasco." Velasco's like bad. And she says, "You are one hundred and eighty pounds of water in the shape of a man. You shape into whatever necessary. Um, you've been living a performance, not a life." It was like. Oh wow! I know what we'll. I know what we. I know what they should do what? to give Velasco a life. So we we know. I know the answer to you. Are you oh, picking up when I'm putting down, Dusty? Yes, you should. You're putting down. We we talked about this. Just give him a. Fine, you want him to was... Give him a significant other, and I we know who. Yeah, we've already talked about this. Like, come on, read our stories. We do full time. If you want oh, yeah. more, cra- if you do this, you'll have a legitimate reason to do a crossover every now and then. Just saying. Yeah, just something. Like okay, we got like four minutes, so we got to like keep going. Okay. Um, uh, he's been living in a performance, not a life, and it's basically true. Like, he basically ran to um, New York, and pretended everything was okay, and became a cop. Just, it's not nothing. No, he's not like. The, it's you want 180 pounds of water in the shape of a man. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and Velasco is basically like, what? What can I do? So we're okay again. And Olivia is like, in order for things to be okay again, you need to turn in your friend. Mm-hmm. And Velasco is like. No, I no, I can't. And Olivia is like, "Yes, you can," because she's like angry at this point. She's like, "Yes, you can." Yeah. In order for things to be okay, and you are going to turn your friend in. 
Mm-hmm. And then she walks. And that's yep. it. I'm like, yeah. The last scene of the episode. Oh, God. Like, yep. And then I was like, I'm the not like. And then yeah, in the final scene, we get Olivia reading King of the Moon. And at first, I thought she was reading it to Noah. I thought, actually, I thought something different would happen at the end, but I'll say it after we, yeah, Olivia reads some King of the Moon, and that's like the end of the episode. She reads it to Pence, and we get this beautiful narration by Marisha. Yeah, and the way they did it is uh, so beautiful. With Bradley Whitford, like, playing out the story of the King of the Moon. Like, I know they goofed off with the green screen before, so we didn't know what they were using a green screen for, but that's very... And we're like, oh, it I, it's so beautiful. So it was so beautiful. They had like music behind it and everything, and just Marcia's voice, yeah, in and of itself, is beautiful. I cried. Because then ending. they pulled it in to like flashbacks of like the scene of like Pence and Winnie from the Spelling Bee, but like the yeah. adult versions yeah, of them. Yeah, they did. It's such and a beautiful job like, on this scene. Like, I, it was so beautiful. I cried. I'm gonna watch it again later. Um, and then after that, they transitioned to a title card that said "In Memory of Richard Belzer," and I continued to cry. Sobbed. Um, I honestly give this episode five stars. Yeah, this is it a five. Seven. This is the best of the season. Might have been best of the season. Can't think of anyone better um, in the season anyway. Um. Okay. Well, how did you think they were gonna end the episode? I thought you were gonna be dead. Was, oh yeah, me too. I thought was gonna, gonna I thought I thought, thought she was finished. She was re- I thought he was gonna die. Yeah, me too. But you could just see him like relaxing there peacefully. He's happy. Yeah, he's he's happy. Mm-hmm. yeah, I thought he was gonna die too. Um there was a behind the scenes video that Bradley yeah, Whitford and, and it was so funny. They asked, somebody asked them, what's your favorite part of Mariska directing? directing? And Bradley said, when she stops talking. And, Curry, and Peter's just standing there like, mm-hmm. he has to laugh it off because he's like, oh my god, he did not just say that. Which is funny. But yes, so Mariska, anything Mariska directs is so gorgeous. This is just that episode Good is so beautiful. I love it. Yeah. The um, about to explode and then we're going to go do stuff. And magically, we're back the next day because we didn't have time yesterday. So we are back. Thank you. We are back the next day. So. And we're both in like totally different spots. Well, like, yeah. I'm still in my room. You're, You're different. different. I'm at my house. I was not at my house yesterday for it. So magically, okay. So we have to talk about. Uh, um, well, um, we have news, like because we do things literally happen in a day. Um. Mm-hmm. Shoot, what is the guy's name? <laughs> oh, oh, what? Ha- oh, Sean Jablowski about this, about probably another showrunner. That is that we were yeah, talking about. I thought that was what the news was. What other news did we have? Oh, honestly, I forgot. I didn't think that was the news we were going to talk about, but we are now. Organized crime. I mean, we're about to start it? talking about organized crime. We should probably bring it up. Yeah. We, we just um, their, so, yeah. We just lost fourth, their fifth. This is the fourth one. Their, that no, it's their left. fifth. It's their fifth, actually. 
It's their face. Oh god. Because we were talking about um, yeah, so so this Sean is the fifth show. Is leaving. It says it's creative differences, which I don't believe for a second. Um seems to be a little off about creative differences. And then, so David Grazino, the showrunner for SBU, is going to be overseeing both shows for the rest of the seasons. The last of the season. You know, there's some things about that that is also wrong. But, you know, you can look it up for yourself. If you want to know, go look it up for yourself. But. But. Um, the reason why I'm frustrated, mainly, is this is the showrunner that finally gave us an arc. It was focused on Jet and Ayana, who have been yes. there for the longest, besides Elliot. Yeah. And it took them three, took the show three seasons to give them an yeah, arc. An, an arc that they, they deserved. deserved. And it was and so good. That he's leaving. Yeah, and that arc was so good. Like, those are like the best episodes in the season. Um, or like the series even- in general. Um, like Ainsley did a whole bunch of interviews where she was talking about Sean and how like how great he was and how grateful she was that mm-hmm. he gave them this amazing arc and mm-hmm. how they hoped that the storyline would continue and they wouldn't drop it. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone. Or like creative differences. I think there is a lot, but you know, I call BS. Mm-hmm. No, especially because it's literally like in the middle. Like literally, it said they have like three episodes left, and it's no, like by... left. There's maybe oh, they go up to twenty two episodes. <laughs> there's like usually there's twenty two or twenty three episodes a season. So they're they filmed up to until the last three currently, I guess. It's just what it's like makes me wonder what is going on there. The fact that we're on what fifth or sixth, David makes six, and the show has only been on for three seasons. Mm. Like, they can't even keep a showrunner for an entire season, Mm -hmm. and like, we finally get one, like. I haven't seen anybody say a single bad thing about this current showrunner. Yeah. And now he's gone. So. <laughs> yep. I don't know. So it's kind uh-huh. of just like, mm, it's just yeah. very strange. Anyway. Sorry, I clicked the wrong button. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is the. Uh, S, not this for you, organized crime part portion of the, the podcast. Yes. That's what I'm going to do right now. Uh, so the episode is called The Wild and the. Well, not The Wild. It's, I think maybe it's The Wild, Wild and Innocent. Wild and Innocent. And they said, the show said, you get two weeks of not Elliot, now we're back to him. Yeah, they're like, yeah. I'll fully take those two weeks, but Literally. also, it's like, really? We're already back to this? Yep. It literally was like, oh, 
great. And we say it time and time again that no, we're adjusting for a little white. Don't we watch for jet. Like mm-hmm. I don't like fully uh-huh. hate Elliot because there are things that the show in organized crime show that he is a good guy. Yeah. And we've been working There's on writing that. A lot of things that they show that he's not. So yeah, we've been working on writing that. We were like, "Oh, did we just do something good? Did, did we do that? Were we were we nice?" <laughs> I was going on outside. Yeah, were we nice? Um, yeah, we were. You won't read that for a long time. You, you, yeah, It'll be a long time to read that. So much in advance because once we get an idea, we're like, we need to go do that. Go. Um. We did start chapter eight, so you know mm-hmm. that will be here eventually. eventually, probably next weekend when we're not busy. <laughs> Cross our fingers, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the episode starts with this, with like their cold open. So this engaged mm-hmm. couple is walking down the street. Mm-hmm. The guy's named Calvin, and the girl is named Janelle. And then out of nowhere, um, like this guy's on like motorcycles, zoom by, mm-hmm. and just shoot Calvin. Um, yep. Janelle is freaking out. She like she loves this guy, so she's like mm-hmm. devastated right now. And then they kidnap Janelle. So mm-hmm. that's how it started. Yep. Um, and then we literally we transitioned to like the next morning and then Ayana, Reyes, and Elliot are all at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um it felt weird to like see them in a crime scene because we usually just they see them usually... investigating or yeah, in the they're group. not crime scene solver people usually. SVU is more of the crime scene they go stuff yeah. and and the mothership. So this is like one of the first times we've seen them at an actual crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they found out that it was connected to a motorcycle club. Um, and that Elliot knows the family. Elliot knows mm-hmm. Janelle. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't tell them right away. He's like, he sees the card and he's like, I gotta go check on something. Yeah, very, very, it's a very Elliot thing to do, but one of the things, these quirks that are very wrong to do, because when he's you have like, a team I'm of people, I'm gonna go figure this out by myself, and yeah. Ayana's just yeah. like, when you have a team, like, you can't just be going it. off and doing your own thing, it's yeah. what a team is for. Especially when you're yeah. not in charge, like, I get it, the person in charge who goes to go do it, but you're not in charge. You know, he's just like, yeah, you're I have personal connections. Connected. If I got personal connections, too bad for anyone else. Yeah. So we find out that Elliot knows the family. He goes to talk to the dad of Janelle. His name is David. Mm -hmm. Um, And they served together when they were in the Marines. They said when they were cops, but I think they meant no it wasn't it was when they were marines but there was like a an incident that mentioned when elliot was a cop that he'd seen him seen him again but we haven't gotten to that part yet and they haven't spoken to each other in 25 years 
which is why they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's from Elliot's past, but um, they haven't spoken in 25 years, which is why he just showed up right now. Um, and here they find out that Janelle is, we transitioned to Janelle in this, like, room with the motorcycle gang that kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they are called the Curse Crew. Yep. The cool name, fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's this the guy is basically like, if you want to be okay, your dad is going to give us what we want. Yeah. Because the dad is the leader of the rival gang to the Curse Crew. Um, we transitioned to Elliot and David talking and David is like you want me to help you again because we find out that like there was this situ- situation when the two were in the Marines where basically David saved Elliot's life yep. Um, this is on the same scene uh, there was yeah there's something particular David does say about Elliot that like always, always wanted to help people but he says he has good initiative, but bad judgment. And I was like, oh. So true. Like, sure, Elliot's not a terrible person all the time. He does generally want to help people, but, like, it doesn't always go in the way he He's expects like it to go. bad judgment about, like, the choices that he makes to yeah. help people. And then he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, He doesn't regret, not necessarily regret, but he does, sure. he's not what the person is. He messed up. He's not Yeah, Elliot's um, not the person who's going to be like remorseful about his decision if he makes one that isn't like a, that's a bad judgment call. And also, like, made me remember, like, that Elliot actually, that Elliot is a veteran. Yeah. Uh, as well as a cop, which is you know, like, adds to, like, his, like, metaphorical, like, wall of achievements. Yeah. Um, mm. And then both, um, both of them are discussing it and how to, like, help Janelle. And I think mm-hmm. David is the one who says it. And he's like, you do it your way. I'll do it mine. Yeah, like, because... Like, like Elliot, Elliot wants to help, but I don't really remember. I don't think Elliot kind of wants to do it the, the proper police way. No, I think for once he actually does. Oh, he does. I think he David does. does. Maybe he. Yeah, he he. The David is the one who like, just like go. Has like this. We'll explain why, that is in a little bit. But David mm-hmm. is basically like, no, I want to go rushing and get my daughter. Mm-hmm. And Elliot is like, we need to. Be careful. Yeah, we can't just be wild. No. Um, For one. Transition to the bureau. <laughs> the squad talking. And we get our first jet outfit. And jet is in bicolored plaid. Very cute. Both of us had canon jet as bisexual. So. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that Ainsley is bisexual and was wearing like this pink blue. And purple, purple like, flag. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. 
her first funny one we're talking episode. about the leader of the cursed crew and jet's first funny line is if you want something that will keep you up at night read his rap sheet like i did he's like like but it's also like god what was in there that kept our baby up all night mm-hmm. and also no, why okay. are you ha- why why did she read it like i know yeah somebody has to but you know if wow. so, <laughs> I mean, like, like, yep. like, like, generally speaking, terms, Jet is like dark. Yeah. I always compared her to Wednesday Adams. Yeah. Not just because Ainsley played her, but like personality wise. But Wednesday Adams, at least in the musical version, also has a heart and mm. a conscience. And a limit yes jet does so it's like if this is keeping jet awake this dude must be doing some horrible horrible shit mm-hmm. what is like well what did he do i don't um, like this angle anymore we're changing then we talk about like how elliot has the connection to it and mm-hmm. that david was elliot's soon leader and then we get this side conversation of Elliot and Ayana talking. And how Ayana can see that Elliot's like closing off again. Yeah. And then just went through this with Jennings. Like friend to friend. Like speak to me as a friend. Yeah. And it's like, okay, good. That's why I didn't thing. get dropped already. Yeah. Because so, the thing happens with us. Ayana, why like, are you I know you have to act professional, but why are you so calm already? No. Yeah, I'm like, realistically, you see people got some drama. Jet has some severe trauma. Ayana has some severe trauma. There's like storyline to to the one. Sorry. Um I mean, yeah, basically Ayana did all her crying last episode. Mm -hmm. But it's like, come on. Yes, we have to move on. But you're talking about it so nonchalantly, like. Mm-hmm. I want some feelings. I want some. Yeah, feelings. exactly. Like, it's like okay you, for you like to be yeah. okay. Yeah, that's the kind of thing they haven't like talked about. Like, even with Elliot, he wasn't okay with not being okay. Like the whole like first season is him acting like a fool because he was not okay with not being okay. Um. Uh, Yeah, we wrote like act up again with like him not like being up front and everything and going behind Ayana's back and etc. Um, then they transition to uh their inter their the the other gang the other gang is interrogating somebody from David's gang. Yeah, and they show like one of the most like almost like. One pretty, second pretty later, it would have been one of the most graphic graphic things they show on this show. Because yeah, you literally have this guy under a car. Yeah. They tire. They it cranked up. On his head. Yeah. And they're slowly mm-hmm. cranking it down as they're interrogating yeah. him. What the heck? 
Like that's gr- like that's gruesome, but even without the blood and actual crushing. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. And we transition to Elliot, Reyes, and Whelan. Like, they find a car that's connected to the game. And they literally break into it. Like, guys, you're cops. You can't just be breaking into cars. Yeah, I can't do that. Also, Elliot's influencing the young guys. Yeah, you can't be doing stuff without warrants. Like, come on, you You can't be... Can't be breaking like, the rules because we feel like that's work. I ninety nine percent can guarantee that if Elliot was not there, Wheelan and Reyes wouldn't be breaking into the to the car. Like yeah, they did. That's not something they do. That's not something I would think they would do. <laughs> Especially because, like, what, one of the very first things we learned about Wheelan is he hates dirty cops. Dirty yeah. cops break into people's cars mm-hmm. without. Mm-hmm. Lawrence and anything. Um, and then there more cops show up, mm-hmm. and the group is like, "What are you doing here? What are you doing here? What's happening?" Well, we find out that, um, inside the car are guns, um, that are connected to a cartel, which is connected connected to the rival gang. So the second yeah. group of cops is trying to get the cartel. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a circle going on here. And we also find out that these aren't just any ordinary guns. These okay. are 3D printed guns. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, I didn't know you can make from a 3D printer. I mean, I know you could make things from a 3D printer, but I never thought you could make things that like yeah. work. I thought you could make like solid well, I know you can make things that work. Like, they have like medical devices and prosthetic printers but i didn't think they could make a gun yeah apparently you can and we find out um that david is selling guns to grimes the rival cartel leader the rival gang leader who is selling them back to the cartel so basically, we start finding out that the reason Janelle was kidnapped is there's a gun issue going on. Yeah. Um, and then Elliot's on his phone, and he's ordering Ayana and Jet around again already. Hey, come on, no, we move past this. No, we move past this. Not in charge. No, the we moved past this. Apparently, ordering anybody around is Ayana, and she's she at least does it respectfully. No, we moved like, past this. Apparently, like, not. literally just boss people around. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's basically like telling them to go figure, like go figure out where these guns came from. And then we transition to Ayana and Jet are talking to the gun guy, who we find mm-hmm. out his name is Bruno. Mm-hmm. and the guy like makes this like art pun and he's like it's like these are like Rembrandt like Rembrandt or something and then yeah. he just like Rembrandt was a like, they, they didn't forget the art stuff again 
Thank God. Get some points back on this episode for that. And And next thing also. She says, Rembrandt wasn't a painter. You mean Michelangelo, the sculptor. And I'm just like, yay. Like the art, like, Jed is literally just a genius in just about anything. But like the fact that they finally remembered the art stuff again. And now they're using it in more than just one or two episodes. And actually applying to her job. They get they get some points back on this episode for the jet moment. I also like that's another thing about Sean that Sean took this small plot point from the pilot and is like I'm gonna project now. Let's use that. And the fact that like Ainsley like remembered it too and was like Mm -hmm. he took this from season one and was like we're gonna use this for your entire arc. I know, and it's so, so tasteful. Um, and um, then they're talking about, like, the guns, and it's like, how easy is it to make these? And mm-hmm. um, can anybody, like, make them? And Jet is like, if they're a genius, yes. But the average criminal, no. stuff, dude. Okay. All right. Um. Which makes me believe that Jack could probably use a 3D gun if she tried. Yeah. Jack could probably do a lot of things. She doesn't... She like, doesn't just, like, like, if Jet was, like, not a cop, she could do so many things with her hacking skills. But you Yeah, know. It just, I, I wonder how she got connected to cops because, like, Elliot... No one explained that either. Said she, like, started as, like, an independent, like, hacker or something. And then it's, like... I'm going to bring you into my. Congratulations. Yeah, someone needs to explain that. Hey, no. We don't know how we got the transition from independent. You know, like, we know, like, before she was a cop. Connected to Italy to. You're a cop now. Yeah. We only know that, like, she has a weird relationship with her parents and she was married. And then, some kind of way, in between, and then, like, her, like, involvement in like the BDSM club question we don't know then, how, yeah and we don't know how she met Elliot her, her like and then it kind of just like bam she's a cop we're like hold on there's some plot there's some plot points here like how did this happen but okay pop yeah. off again watch um, her not be a rookie even though we've assumed that she's a rookie <laughs> yeah who knows hey I mean we assume she is mainly because of her age but who knows we'll see I guess we can only um Anyway, um, Bruno is like we're trying trying to figure out like, um, like how they're gonna figure out who makes the gun, and Jet is like, we need like a lucky break or something, and the guy does not mean this at all, but he's like, I he literally looks at Jet and he said, I love it if we got lucky. And then he stops and he realizes what he said. And Jet gives him the most are you kidding me look. She's like like did you really just say that yeah. to me? And the guy's like he shuts up immediately. <laughs> um. Then we transition to Ayana and Jet in the van discussing like their next steps and then, like how they're going to figure out where these guns came from. And Jet's like I know somebody who can help us. 
And I'm thinking she's going to call, like, this cool cool contact that she has. Mm-hmm. She calls the guys. Uh, she calls Wheeler and Reyes, who are in the precinct. And she's like, guys, go to my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great, hilarious scene. This scene is hilarious. Um, and then Jamie's like, okay, we're at the helm. The fact that Jet's like entire yeah has a name. Has a name. I love that. Love it. And then Jamie and Bobby like take a second and they're like looking at her entire stuff. Jet has like four or five different computers, a whole bunch of keyboards. Like it's crazy. It's so good. They're just like, um, and she's like, okay, go to the second like computer on the right use the second keyboard um turn it on um and then jamie says it's asking for your password mm-hmm. and jet like takes she a second take me off the speaker. she looks at ayana and remembers ayana's in the van with her and is like take me off speaker yeah like nobody can hear my pass and then she, she like turns towards the window and whispers the password into the phone yeah. for Jamie to hear it. Yeah. And he like chuckles and he's like he says are you for real? Um, And then types it in yeah. into the computer. So I went to go watch the scene again. I could not You couldn't figure it out. Figure it out. I tried. It was it was too fast. But yeah, that was the, like, we were trying to figure it out. We were trying to figure it out. We were like, what's that? We like watch it. You, and yeah. then like there's well, they do it in like yeah. slow-mo or something. But yeah. anyway, there's theories going around of whether the password is like something sexual or like totally childish that Jet is like nobody embarrassed to tell them about whatever it is, no. she was too embarrassed to say it out loud. Nobody else can know. But also like it makes me wonder like what could it be that she didn't want Ayana to hear it, but also felt comfortable enough telling Jamie? Only Jamie, because she didn't let Bobby hear it either, because he only yeah, had the phone. Yeah. Only, only Jamie. It, it makes me wonder, like, why could it be that she trusts Jamie enough to tell him that that's her password? The password. Also, we'll the fact that she only trusts Jamie with her password, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh yeah we okay, you see the are we for real yeah and he's like she's she's, she, she's just like move on do this uh, we're not gonna discuss the password any further um yeah. so they they're in her computer um and they need um to go to this certain website because it seems like either are you for real and she's like, why can't I? I'm not sh- because I'm not sure you have a post. Yeah, then you did like do something, and Jet is like, uh, Reyes, I need you to do it. And that's to get to like a like, secret website, yeah. you get to put some secret stuff in. Wheeler is like, fit. why can't I? And she said, because I'm not sure you have opposable thumbs. So you get to like the feds website, that's how they get you. Yeah, and then so they Jamie hands Reyes the phone, and he's like, go for Reyes, and go for Reyes, which is funny because it's like. Mm-hmm. But this is turning into a spy mission, basically. And it is. It's hilarious. And Ayana's just in the van there. It's <laughs> happening. And it then they pull up this, things. like, 
giant like fed website and reyes is like why does it feel like i'm looking at something illegal um uh, totally nonchalantly is like relax feds look at us and i look at them and i was like oh look at the feds what's the jet what is jet doing with the feds? yeah it's freaking dragging the feds it's just like, oh Oh, queen, pop off again. Obviously, apparently the so feds... But also, think, obviously, the feds' website is more hackable than they thought. Yeah, <laughs> also the is... fact that the feds have no idea that she's doing this, and she apparently has done this for a while. She's watching them. She's watch, they're watching her, but she's watching them, but they don't know they're being watched. Yep. Anyway, that's hilarious, sorry. Uh, anyway, they get the information that they need of the address where the guns are being, like, being made. And Reyes is like, you got a brain? You got a pen? And she's like, no, I got a brain. And I was like, oh, I was like, look at that girl's memory. Yeah. I can't snap, but if I would, to be snapping. Yes. I can only snap with my left hand. I can't snap and with both hands, though. I can't. And then she continues, I can do it with, like, my nails, kind of. Anyway. And she says, and Whelan, if you repeat my password to literally anyone, I will haunt you. And I was like, oh. That is such a deadline. And again, continues my, continues my parallel to Wednesday Adams. Yeah. But, but also, it's just like, I really wonder what would happen if Jet needed to haunt somebody. I'm very curious what you would do. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? How can you haunt someone? And I was like, this scene is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, okay, to Yana, okay, got the address. So they go to the building where the guns are being held. And they're like, are we sure we're in the right place? Because it's like this empty warehouse. And then Jet's mm-hmm. like, yep. And they go, they find this guy. Ayana, like, points her gun at him and announces herself as NYPD. Mm-hmm. And the guy tries to run. And Jet is on the other side of the room, and she said, yeah, I'd run too if my gun was used in capital murder. Yeah, that would be cool. And they bring the guy in. His name is Jules. And Ayana is um, interrogating him about, like, mm-hmm. guns that he's making and everything. Mm-hmm. There's things about the dad making the deal. Uh, David was making, like, a deal with a cartel. But he was also trying to leave the gang, and it didn't work out. Yeah, because you can't be leaving gangs. It doesn't work like that, apparently. Unless you um, and then they have Elliot go undercover again. Once again. Because the 18 million times. Yeah. Um, I forget. I don't remember if this was in my head or in the actual episode. Elliot like showed no it was earlier in the episode and like Elliot showed up at the bar I think and like mm-hmm. people were starting to recognize him and I'm like mm-hmm. honestly how does David he recognize him while he's undercover at this point mm-hmm. like, like, that's why you had to sh- send Jet in because everybody knows who Elliot is now nobody knows who she is yeah um Oh, because they send, because 
Hold on. Yeah, they send him to go talk to the rival gang leader. And it doesn't go fully well because now the rival gang leader now wants the gun, the guns, and the gun maker in order for him to give Janelle back. Well, they have, um, they're like, we can't give them the actual gun guy. Yeah, but also, so, no one's ever seen the gun guy, so they know nobody knew what he looked like. So they have Whelan go in as him instead. Yeah. Um, and then they transition to a jet with Bruno because they need him to make like a bunch of fake 3D guns to yeah, give yeah. to the give in the deal that they're setting up. Yeah. And the guy's like, I am not exactly I'm not exactly a good coder and jets like okay bad coder is exactly what i need right now yeah, we don't because need they need to make it looks Look, real it feels real but they don't feels shoot real. anything yeah they, they don't, don't shoot, shoot um they don't fire um yeah. and yeah. so you remember how i said earlier that jet could fire a 3d gun yeah yeah she can fire a 3d gun because yeah. that the scene they showed them in the promo pics of like Jack testing out the guns and yeah. so good. We were looking at him while I sent it to you. I was like, damn. Um before I continue, I made a point mm-hmm. earlier of like how we said like Jet is traumatized. But the episode mm-hmm. is showing it. I made I made the prediction in my fic that I wrote that Jet would be hardened and like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And she's right now she's like she was a lot more like on edge this episode. A lot of her like more sarcastic mm-hmm. sayings were being mm-hmm. used. So it just makes me wonder like, is she har- fully hardening or like, are we going to get her breaking down again? Yeah, that's a good question. You don't know. Like, part of me is like, I want to see it because Ainsley's so good at it. And part of me is like, it's not going to be good if Jet holds all this in. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, then we transition to the the squad is there with the game, with like the game set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ayana and Jet are in the van while the guys are in the field, and they're trying to set up the cameras. And Jet is like, "Service in Bridge Plaza sucks," because mm-hmm. she can't get the camera like a camera to work and Ayana's like which camera isn't working and Jet's like the money shot Mm -hmm. it's like great so she has to call the guys and be like guys we can't we don't have visual Mm -hmm. um and they're they're having no gun war so like Elliot and Reyes like basically like pulling Whelan out of the car with David and is like, here you go. Here's the gun guy. Here's all your guns. Okay, give us back the girl. Mm-hmm. Well, then guys from the cartel show up and yeah, it basically cool. starts going where we? gun war. Because they and they're like, like, this is not the guy. They're trying to protect the girl and they're trying to protect Whelan. Um, because he's not armed at this point. 
Um, and then they all get in their cars, and it turns into a car trace, turn car crash, oh, and they get a minute. So Zim had to go boom. So we're gonna yeah. Janelle gets no, David. David gets Janelle back, and they pretend to arrest Leland. Um, while arresting all the other like guys in the game in the cartel. But Elliot and then David tries to go kill Grimes and Elliot's like trying to get him to stop it. He's like, don't, don't like think of your daughter. Like you have your daughter back. That's all you wanted. Mm-hmm. And he stops and he goes home with his daughter. And all is well. Yeah. And the last Actually, not the end. There's one more scene. Is Ayana shows up at Elliot's apartment with a bottle of scotch. And she's like, I didn't call because I knew you would say you were fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about David. And we were literally almost done. And then Zoom was like, no, you need to make a whole nother Zoom just to finish. Yep. Okay. So Ayana and Elliot are having a heart to heart over Scotch. Um, and Elliot is telling her a story of like how when he first saw Carver, David again. Mm-hmm. Um when he was a cop because the guy was like arrested for like drugs or something yeah he's like and i wanted nothing to do with him mm-hmm. and elliot's like if you ever need me i'm always a call away mm-hmm. and it was just like a scene of like ayana supporting him while he's talking about it and then i think they mentioned Jennings a little bit. I don't fully remember. Anyway, that's the end. That's the end. I give this one three stars. Yeah. It was just it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like perfect either. Yeah, it was very yeah. like we came off this high of really good episodes and this one is kind of weird. Now we're just like eh. Yeah. It really was just kind of, especially when we know we can do so much better. Come on, we see we have so much better, and now we're just like, yeah. Uh, do we have no the next week? The episode is called yeah. next. Chinatown. Okay, interesting. What does it say it is about? We have uh, no trailers yet, still, so we can't see anything besides the internet. Knows. Let me pull it up again. Hold on. Chinatown. When a city council's candidate fundraiser ends in an assassination attempt, Stabler makes it a top priority to find the culprit. Of course he does. Despite Thurman's orders, the local precinct captain is reluctant to let Bell's team take the lead. Hmm. Hmm. So, what you're telling me is we get badass Bell standing up for her and herself and her squad. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Please, I will fully accept Jet backing her up, but I would 100% love if the guys backed her up. Because mm-hmm. seeing the guys support like whether it's SVU or organized crime, seeing the male detectives supporting their female 
captains or higher ups. Mm-hmm. Something so impactful. Like they respect them so much that they're like, yeah, they do their job well and they're badass at it. And nobody's going to tell them otherwise or us otherwise. Yes. Yes. The group with the youngins just are fun people. Yes, I love the youngins. We call them the youngins. Yep. <laughs> we call them the youngins, youngins and I'm pretty sure two of them are older than me, so. Yeah, but they're so, as a group, their group, their, their mentality is all the youngins. Like, Jet is the youngest, and then Whelan, and then Reyes. Yeah. Because Reyes is a dad with three kids, so. Mm-hmm. Which they did have those promo pics, and they showed. And they never talked about that ever with him. Yeah, we, so we know he has three kids, but we know. He not. has a daughter and two sons. And we know yeah. one of them is Bobby Jr. The son of the son is Bobby Jr. No, right. He's got a daughter, two sons, and one of them is named after him. Yeah, that's all we know. There's pictures of them. There's pictures of his wife. And then they cut the scene, apparently, and never used it. We have at least seen her his wife. Yeah, they cut the scene, so. They cut a lot of scenes that don't relate to the main story. And they had a young meeting his family, too, so we don't really yeah. know. Yeah, but apparently, I think it was Ainsley who said that, like, they cut a lot of scenes that aren't relevant to the story. Yeah, so, uh, um, she even said that, like, it, a lot of the scenes are with her now. They cut them out because they weren't the- relevant to the story. Um, and in the um episode Punch Drunk, she's like, I'm glad that we finally have a scene between the two of us that wasn't cut. Mm-hmm. So we're just like, oh, that's how it is, apparently. Yeah. How many of them have we not gotten? Can we see them, please? Come on, please. We need some, like, hotline with the other characters. Like, come on, man. Please. Please. Um... We've done a lot of, since we had to make a whole other Zoom just as well, we've done writing on a bunch of stuff and things. Some stuff, some angst, some smart, some little Come back eventually. Yeah. I'll put this, try to upload, get this edited, finish editing this, and put this up to be posted tomorrow, which is Saturday. Yep. We have a then we have Shit. to. We don't have two Wednesdays. I love that. I literally, we literally just came up with out of the blue one day, and is now one of our favorites. Um, yeah. I think we're probably like only people who ship these two characters. Oh yeah, probably. Um, and we got some good stuff coming up for you guys to see it. We gotta convince. We can convince one of our friends of this, but we'll do it later. We gotta, we'll continue. We can go convince her of this. We have. Two more. We did. We have to. This will be. We gotta figure out more content because we have like two more Wednesdays that we don't have content. We'll figure it out. We may do a live one day. Maybe next weekend we might do a live and do a let's talk about fix writing live. We'll see. I haven't, we haven't figured out what we're gonna do yet, but mm-hmm. what else? I think I covered everything we needed to talk about. It's, I want to edit and then I want to keep writing. I want to keep writing. So I think we covered everything. Sorry, I was getting frustrated about work stuff again. I'll tell you when we stop recording. 
Um, yeah, I think that's all we have. Mm -hmm. Um, that is all. I'm trying to think. Was there any? Oh, we got new role photos. You did. Is there an award show last night, maybe? You did. We were like, this man's, we want to be, because he's never active on Twitter, except like occasionally. So we're like, is this man alive? We're like, oh, there he is. Like, yes, he did. He, like, he's fully going into his Silver Fox era, and I'm yeah. totally okay with it. Yeah, my sweatshirt, my hoodie, which you can't tell because it's dark, is my the barber hoodie I used to wear all the time because you I have my pajamas on. I do. Like, the barber shirt that I have, it's like a hoodie, but it didn't print as well on the hoodie. This is, this is like, the sides to, like, SVU, the jet shirt. Yeah. This is my other. This is I my have a other. notebook, too. It's in my, it's in my dorm. You're a barber notebook. I mean, wearing his favorite outfit of mine yeah and that's one of my favorites too it's one of my widgets on my phone but like it didn't print as well i have this shirt but it doesn't print as well on a hoodie so it doesn't look as good but like i have my pajamas on under this and i'm looking i'm not gonna go under i've written in like first uh, like a few so i mean this is my very bum era my bonnet and my hoodie on i honestly just keep it on my like bench by my bed just so it's because I like don't like fully know what to write in it, and I can't really bring it to my other job because it. Mm -hmm. Um, that'd be weird. Yeah, I think we okay. covered everything there is to talk about today. So we're gonna get back to writing because that's fun stuff. So. We will, we, thank you all for listening to The Truth Runs Deep. We're back. We should be fairly consistent. Uh, Hopefully. I don't know. I got, I got, I start school again. Yeah, I'm you doing, start school again. I'm, I'm in school. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get myself together. Uh, yeah. So I think that's all we got for now. But thank you all for listening. Um, follow us on Have my you Instagram. Guys. Instagram and Twitter if you want to know what we're up to because you never know what might happen. Um, half of my page is probably half of my page is probably wicked content this week, but you know, I hope you enjoy that anyway. Yeah, we have um, so you can check out our archive of our AO3s which our, our, our AO3s might as well be the same because really most of our fics we write are with each other. Like most of the fics that yeah. are both of our accounts are with each other. Yeah. Our Twitter handles are our AO3. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is a little cap captain, little abbreviation for Captain Barson, and yours is Yes. No, I'm so glad. I just had terrible asthma. So I think we are all we have right now. So we're going to get back to work. It's also like very late, not that late, but you know, it's late. It's the peak writing hours for us, actually. So we're going to keep writing. So Thank you I all should, for listening. Like, who knows? But you know. I know. Who knows? You may just fall asleep. You never know. Thank you for listening. We love Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Love Bye. you guys. Bye. Oops, I didn't I didn't hang up yet.